0: This is episode 120 in the actor's room. Welcome back, everybody. My name's Jeff Tarowski. This episode, continuing discussing Dirty John, the Betty Broderick story. I hope some of you out there who don't know about this story have watched either the show or the movie done in the 90s. Fascinating stuff, and would love your opinion. On what went down. And how much do you know about all the background stuff. Uh, The book that was put out. There were a few books that came out. About this story. Did you read them? And if not. I hope you sit back. Relax. Enjoy this show. Talk about a bad marriage. And I feel sorry for those poor kids. After you hear about this story. You know what I mean. So. Here we go. This is what you get. This is what you. This is what you get when you mess with us Mrs. Betty Broderick lost herself, for sure, somewhere along the way. How far back did it happen when she lost grip of reality? Because she did. Dan Broderick, her husband, and Betty Broderick, the wife, had a marriage that was splintered from the start. Although it wasn't severely splintered from the start, was definitely splintered, and it continued to disintegrate and fall apart for the years to come. Why did Betty Broderick shoot and kill not only her ex-husband, but his new wife? This is the Actors Room, and I hope that you enjoy this show talking more about this story. Betty felt wronged. Like any bad relationship and partnership, sort of like a business relationship between her and Dan, fell apart right before her eyes. When did it happen? I think it was going on for a while. Dan thinking in the back of his mind, eventually, we're going to divorce. Betty would bring it up. And she had brought it up many times in the past. Dan, you know it's going to happen. We're going to get divorced. But those were empty words from Betty. She wanted this marriage to work. And although I don't think she loved Dan at all. (laughs) She was happy with the partnership. The business relationship from her end. She was doing her job. Raising the kids. Taking care of the house. Throwing parties. Getting things done. Running around. So Dan could be successful in his practice. Betty encouraged Dan to go out on his own. Start his own business. And Dan did. Benny felt. This is good. And I think I said Benny. I meant Betty. Betty felt with this new practice. A practice she pushed for. Helped out with. Felt that her and Dan would grow closer. With this partnership. Didn't happen. Dan continued. To go out with the guys. Don't know how often. But from what I understand. It was often enough. For Betty. To sort of go back to the way she felt. Years before. It wasn't working. Let's put it this way. Betty wasn't happy. And she made Dan know about this daily. She, she continued to berate him almost every day. The fights getting more frequent, louder. Kids hearing their parents fight. Kids hearing their parents fight is like nails on a chalkboard for the kids. And it was happening all the time. Dan drifted further and further away from Betty. And this is what happened. Dan met somebody at his law firm. Her name was Linda Cocana. And this is, of course, the woman that he will eventually marry. She was beautiful. She kind of looked like Betty 20 years earlier. (laughs) I found that interesting. He fell for her. He drifted. He cheated. Because he was unhappy. And I'm not saying Betty wasn't doing her part. But when you berate your husband every day and you fight frequently, don't be too surprised if he fades away, finds somebody else and eventually leaves you. And this is what happened to Dan and Betty. Let's talk a little bit more before I get into all the garbage that will to come (laughs) in this story. Lots of garbage. Interesting things happen. Let's talk a little bit about the show Dirty John before we move forward. I want to say that Christian Slater and Amanda Peet did a wonderful job. I liked the show a lot. I think that it was a very good portrayal of what happened. A lot of the things that were in the show actually did happen. It's based on a true story, but it doesn't mean everything was true. Can't take it that way. I think most people realize that. I do. But there are others that watch a show and believe with all their hearts that's how it really went down. It did not. It's a show, it's entertainment. And basically, they're going to do the best they can to give their truth. And they do. It's called television. It's called cable. It's called Hulu, Netflix, whatever you want to call it. This was on Netflix. Well done. The acting was great. Uh, The directing was great. Um, It didn't kind of go too long. Sometimes these shows, they milk it. They drain it for every last drop. And this show didn't do that. It was just enough episodes. uh, You had your fill. And it was well done. So bravo to the people. They did it justice. And the performances, I give high respect. Good job, Christian Slater in Amanda Pete. I tried to find out more information about maybe behind-the-scenes stuff. I couldn't find anything, really. Uh, it wasn't a movie, and most of the time with shows, they really don't give too much information. From what I gather, everything went fine with the show. They did fine job. Uh, everybody got along. Hey, it happens every now and then. <laughs> and now, if you listen to my show... You know, I love the juicy stuff. So if Christian Slater and Amanda didn't like each other, probably would have heard about it. I, I think they were working just fine. And there it is. The show Dirty John. Let's dive deep. <laughs> to all the crap that happened to Dan and Betty. And a lot of crap. Wow happened. Wow happened. When Dan... All right, Dan's got his new law practice, right? Doing well. It's been a year or two. That Dan and Betty are fighting. Not good. This Linda girl, this new girl's around. Betty doesn't like it. She's got a bad feeling about Linda. You know where you get that feeling? Well, Betty's got it. And it's confirmed when Betty overhears Dan say that, oh, she's beautiful. And he wasn't talking about Betty. Later on that night, she approached Dan about this and asked him, you said somebody was beautiful at the party. I overheard you say that. Who are you talking about? And Dummy Dan, Dummy Dummy Dan, (laughs) Dummy Dan says, oh, uh, the new girl in the office. And Betty says, what's her name again? And Dan says, oh, Linda. He actually said that. He was honest, saying that he felt Linda was beautiful. Can you imagine that? Okay, now Betty is furious inside. (laughs) She's, uh, it's starting to, like, there was a flame inside, this little flame, this little Linda flame. And now this little flame uh, grew beyond proportions that even Betty didn't understand in her body. She knew just then that Dan. If not, at that present time, we'll eventually have a thing with Linda. She just knew it. And that feeling was also confirmed months later when on Dan's birthday, she went to his office to surprise him during lunch, brought a cake, got all dressed up, walked in the office, said, where's Dan? Big smile on her face. The secretary said, um... Who are you? Betty doesn't go to the office very often. Said, I'm Betty. I'm Dan's wife. The secretary said, oh, he's not here right now. He went to lunch with his assistant. Guess who that was? Linda. Betty felt a little awkward about this, of course. Wanted to surprise Dan. He's not there. She sits in his office and waits for him to come back. But as she enters Dan's office, she sees balloons everywhere, Gift wrappings on the floor. A cake on the desk. Half eaten. And wine bottles. And wine glasses. That are drinking from. Drunken from. (laughs) She's seething. And she should be. Betty I would be seething too. Alarm bells going off in my head. She waited. For a while. From my research it tells me. She waited until it got dark. She couldn't wait to hear his explanation. Went home. Waited again. Mind you, this is Dan's birthday. Okay, He's gone all day. But this was Dan. This is how he operated. He came home late that night. Birthday boy. (laughs) A little buzzed. Betty. Get this. Took all of his clothes. Well, I take that back. She didn't take all of his clothes. She says she took clothes from his closet that weren't his favorites. But she put them all into a big ball in the backyard. Threw some gasoline on these clothes. And waited till Dan got home. Confronted him. Asked him where he was. What he was doing. Explain. She waited for him all day at the office to surprise him with a cake. Looking good. Dan says... You're crazy. I went to lunch and I had a meeting. And it lasted longer than expected. Nothing's going on between me and Linda. Get it out of your mind. And Dan really wasn't too upset about it. He was just explaining to Betty. That it's not what you think. That's what they all say, right? (laughs) It's not what you think, sweetheart. But it's exactly what she thinks, by the way. She knows it. Dan knows it. Hell, even the kids probably know it. She leads him to the backyard, lights a match, and throws it on the bundle of clothes that goes up in flames. In front of Dan, he watches his clothes go up in flames in the backyard. True story. I can only imagine the neighbor's reaction to that. Uh, Seeing a bonfire in the backyard of clothing. I'm sure it was a treat living next door to Dan and Betty. The wonderful neighbors. Betty's still at Dan. Asking about Linda. Often. Dan denying. All the time. Telling Betty she's crazy. It's not happening Betty. It's all in your mind. This does something to Betty. Now Betty knows what's going on. Any wife would. Or husband if they're being cheated on. You just feel it. In your bones. And as much as Dan may tell Betty that she's crazy, Betty knows. And she actually took Dan aside when he entered the house one evening and gave him an ultimatum. She said, Dan, you either fire Linda tomorrow or you move out of the house. Ooh, strong words. Dan didn't even flinch. <laughs> didn't even flinch with his response. He said, Betty, you can't tell me who to hire or who to fire. That's my business. And another thing, if anybody's going to be moving out, it's you. Dan is starting to get real sick and tired of the accusations, even though they're true. He's got to hear it often and he's just sick and tired of it. She is trying to run his life and he has nothing to do with it. He's reaching the edge. And it won't be too much longer until he leaves. And he does. Not long after that. He tells Betty one evening. He's leaving. She says what? Where are you going? He says I need to be alone. For a while. Collect my thoughts. Figure some things out. I mean she's not surprised with this. I think that she realized at that point. Dan was taking it to the next step Maybe uh, she felt He didn't have the balls to do that But Dan actually showed some Balls here by saying Betty I need some space I need to think about some shit And Betty Scared says fine And this part's really interesting Because that night it happened at night When he told her this He says do you want me To leave now or in the morning And Betty says it's up to you. I don't care. You could stay or you can leave right now, whatever you decide. Dan decided to leave the morning and not right there and then. So he actually spent the night in their bed right next to Betty. What? I don't think I could do that's weird. Don't you think? You tell your wife, honey. I need to think I'm leaving. Uh, you might want to leave right then and there. Why the hell would you stay? <laughs> How could you sleep that night next to Betty knowing what you just gave her? This this information, this news. It's like, whoa. I know I wouldn't be able to sleep. Well, first off, I wouldn't be in that bed. I would be out the door. I mean, what? I think that is... It really shows Dan in a light that's awkward and shows something about him. Uh, he's his own man. Uh, he's not going to have anybody pushing him around. I think that he was so done with her at that time, so detached, he felt it was no big deal to s- stay one more night. I, when you're that detached from somebody, I bet should have seen that. If he's staying that night, I, I, it's over. She's hoping it's not. But Dan moves out the next morning. Trying to figure out the uh, living situations between everybody is a little difficult. I guess the house they were staying in at the time in La Jolla had some problems with the foundation. There were some cracks. So they moved temporarily to another location. And so their house was fixed. So I think at this time they were in some other location and Dan decided to move Into the broken house <laughs> okay. It wasn't very furnished But Dan was just happy To get away from Betty He was pretty done at this time Betty doesn't know that Dan is buying his time Betty's is hoping it's, This is something he's going through A midlife crisis He bought like a red Corvette Okay, <laughs> She felt he was just going through something Work out your shit He'll be back Even if he is seeing this floozy at the office, right? (laughs) It's a phase. You know, he'll get over it. And in a few months, he's going to come crawling back. He'll miss me. Betty feels that. She believes it. He'll be back. Uh, Dan ain't coming back. He's got a thing with Linda going on. Of course he does. Everybody knows it. People in the office know it. Linda walks around like she owns the freaking place. I don't want to get too much into Linda. I think that's a very touchy subject. I do. I don't know enough about her to make an opinion. I think that uh, anybody that dates or sees a married person, I think is pretty low. I just do. Dan had kids and a wife Find your own man. You know how I feel about this. I know these things happen. It's... You don't want to place too much blame on Linda. It just happens, I guess. And from what I gather... From what I learned about Linda... She seemed to be an okay person. I'm going to set it at that. Because... I don't know. I don't know enough about her. There was some things that happened in her past... She was an airline stewardess for Delta, got in some trouble, became a member of the Mile High Club while working. You uh, know, hey, that's the rumor. That was the accusations. Delta said bye-bye. So she's a little shady. She's a little shady, Linda. But like I said, I'm not going to get too much into Linda. If you want me to leave comments, I can. If you want me to, I could do a deep dive into Linda. I think some people may be interested in what was going on with her. There was some stuff going on for sure. For sure. Uh, now, mind you, there are opinions on both sides. Uh, people for Linda and people against Linda. You'll have both sides. It's incredible, folks. And then you sort of have to make a way in the middle. Uh, and Have that make sense? Yeah. And that's what I try to do on my show. I try to t- take both sides, and then there's a middle spot. Because there's two sides to every freaking story. We know that's true. Nobody's truly a saint, and nobody is truly evil. Mind you, there are some a lot more than the other. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Even with Dan away, gone out of the house, he still is not admitting to Betty. That he loves her. Or is seeing her. Telling Betty. It's all in your mind. He still is saying this. How long is this going on? This is messing with Betty. By the way. It would mess with anyone. Because she knows about 99%. Dan is cheating on her. With Linda. But there's that. Little chance. That tiny little chance. That Dan is actually telling the truth. He's not. But in Betty's head. There is that slim chance. And even if he is. She feels like it'll be out of his system. He'll come back. Well finally. 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 Dan gets up the courage. To tell Betty. Yes you're right. You were always right. (laughs) I just couldn't admit it. To you. I love Linda. Finally tells Betty this. And I want a divorce. Wow. What a bombshell. What what a shocker. Betty's world. I mean. It splinters. Cracks. It. Everything falls apart. Right now. It's just. She went. Or she goes from. Dan's probably coming back. To Dan saying it's completely over. I love Linda. And. And. Divorce. Of course, Betty has a complete meltdown. She loses her shit completely. I think first, she screamed and yelled at Dan. Don't know how long that happened. Probably 10-15 minutes of screaming and yelling. And after that, she just fell apart completely. Like jelly. She sobbed. She cried. She wails and she is in a state that has Dan very concerned. Now mind you Betty attempted suicide in the past. When things were really bad. And Dan felt bad about it. Even though he was fooling her. Or trying to. But lying to her. He really did care for Betty. And was concerned that she tried to commit suicide. And he starts become concerned again. I mean, this is a woman he's got four kids with. And we're married for a long time. They experience a lot together. So he does have feelings for her. He's not completely cold. He drifted away. He found somebody else. The marriage just wasn't happy. But he still cares for Betty. Of course he does. Betty's not taking it well, of course. And he stays with her that night to comfort her. Giving her advice. Asking if he could drop her off For help. She's that bad. And this I don't understand. What happens next. He spends the night with her. Right? And that's exactly what he does. He spent the night with her. (laughs) They have sex that night. Dan confirmed it. (laughs) Betty says it. Dan confirmed it. To make her feel better. I mean. How does that happen? This relationship is really weird folks. I think you would agree with me there. Dan says. I want a divorce. I love Linda. And hours later. They make love. I place a lot of blame right now. With Dan in this area. You're fucking with her. Sir. I don't approve of this. It goes to show what kind of guy Dan is. As far as women go. How he treats them. How he feels about them. Where he places them. In his mind. Within his soul. I don't like it. I don't. He fucked with Betty right there. And he continued to mess with her head. Okay. um, And you'll see what happens. When he does that. He's got her going all sorts of different ways. How is she going to deal with this? Betty is now faced with... A very mind-blowing situation. He's got his shit together, Dan. A successful practice. Dan makes millions a year. And Betty now has the kids. Dan's out. She's raising these kids on her own. She's faced with this. And doesn't know what to do. She feels that talking to a lawyer will do her no good because Dan's the best, right? He's gonna fuck me, she thinks. And there are certain things that Dan does because he knows the law very well that will not be in Betty's best interest. She's concerned and she should be. She better play the game. She must play the game will she play the game i mean it's in her best interest to and lawyers tell her that listen betty this very unfortunate situation has been placed at your feet there's no doubt about it it's sad but you have to toe the line here and my advice to you and this is coming from the lawyers they say play good play nice and make it a clean cut a lawyer is going to do all they can from Betty's side to give her a good deal here with the divorce. She has the kids. She's a good mother. So she will get a nice settlement here with the divorce. With payments. Monthly payments. If she plays nice. Well, Betty does not play nice. She feels that this partnership has been ripped apart. And she wants a lot. More than She can get. Dan is going to pay. And he's going to pay big. And she does this. And this is from me. And I think this to be true. She does this. To make it so difficult for Dan. That he may want to come back to her. And the kids. That's the only reason why she's doing it. To have Dan back. The partnership. Her way of life. The money. Her spending habits have changed dramatically. Her social life also changing with Dan in the house in her life. I mean, she goes to parties with Dan. They go to these big dances. I mean, Dan's rolling around with elite people every day. So they go to like ballrooms and big parties. They dress up, they would wear these beautiful outfits. Dan would get a cape on, a hat. I mean they were all about it. Like this elite world. When you make millions. You play that game too. And she loved that game. Although she didn't love Dan. She loved that partnership. The marriage itself. She loved it. She was bothered by Dan. But she was willing to put up with that. To be a part of that world. And she suffered for it. In the beginning. And you know it. She supported him. Went through all the the hurt. Being pregnant all the time. All that pain. Scrimping and saving. So Dan could be the success that he is. At the present time for her. And he's out now. This is unacceptable to her. Completely unacceptable. She has one vision. And that is. There is Dan and Betty. Or there is nothing at all. Folks. That's where she's at. At this time. So she's going to make everything difficult for Dan. I mean here's Dan right. Out of the house. (laughs) Having the time of his life like a single man again. But he's with Linda. I think she is around his house a lot. Betty is furious. When she finds this out. That Bitch. She called her the C word. Can I say the C word on my show? I don't know. I've never said it in my show, I don't think. It's a really dirty word. And I feel dirty saying it. I have probably said this word maybe 10 times in my life. And I may surpass that in this show because Betty says it a lot in describing Linda. She's the cunt. (laughs) What a horrible word. But Betty uses it a lot. During this time. He's with the. You know what. (laughs) And he's living this life right. No kids. Betty decides. To do something she should have never done. She dropped her kids off one by one. At Dan's house. At night. The first one was Kim. The oldest daughter. She had a fight with Kim. Or something really stupid. Got pissed at her. Told her to pack her shit. We're going for a ride. Where are we going? Kim says. We're going to your father's house. Bitch. She was. Uh, Betty. So lost her mind. Somewhere down the road. This fucked up road. That she was calling her. Kids names. Uh, and meaning them. She was calling Kim a bitch, a little slut, on the car ride to her father's house. She dropped her off at night. Dan wasn't even home. She cried, I guess. I think she found a way to get inside the house. I think. Dan wasn't there. Dan uh, got home later that night because he wasn't expecting his daughter to be there. It's not like Betty picked up the phone, left a message or notified Dan. Oh, by the way, I'm dropping off my daughter, your daughter, our daughter, Kim. Be prepared. Uh, Come home early. I'm dropping her off at five. I guess Dan says that Kim was in the house just crying her eyes out, not knowing what was going on. Betty dropping her off and she's alone. This is a bad move by a mother. And then she continues to drop off the rest of the kids one by one. And she's dropping off these kids. Some of them very young. Dan's not even home at the time. I don't like this. She's using the kids. For ammo. Against Dan. Ah. How do you like this now Dan? Mind you Dan. He works all the time. He wasn't that stay at home parent. He doesn't know what Betty does. What she puts up with. What she has to do to raise kids. Dan really didn't raise his kids. Up until that point. And Betty's thinking. Aha. He'll get to see what it's like. It's a lot of work. (laughs) Okay. And it is. And Dan did the best he could. Was upset that Betty would do this. What kind of mother would do this. So he kept the kids. And I'm glad he did. There's a lot of points against Dan, um, but he does the right thing here and doesn't give the kids back to Betty. Say so I don't want him. He keeps them. This pisses Betty off. Her plan is backfiring big time. She felt Dan couldn't do this. And Dan did struggle being a single father with four kids. He had no clue what the hell he was doing. The kids say he was just a mess. (laughs) Not knowing what to do. He worked all the time. So he hired housekeepers and nannies. And he he did these things. Because he had to. And they struggled. But eventually. Things got. I don't want to say comfortable. But decent. With the kids and Dan. This blows Betty's mind. That Dan actually kept the kids. And there would be many situations, occurrences that happen that goes to show Betty losing her mind at a rapid pace during this whole thing. She can't deal with the fact. It's over. Dan is gone. He moved out. He stayed out. Told Betty he wanted a divorce. That he's in love with another woman. That eventually they're probably going to get married. He keeps the kids. She's alone. Lawyers telling her, Betty, what are you you doing? Why are you doing this? Giving your kids up the way you did. That was, you know, you love your kids, but does she? Is she so gone now that she doesn't care for her, her kids like she did? Because if she did, she would never have dropped them off like that. No mother would do that. Dan wants to sell one of their houses. Says, we don't need it. It's just sitting there. I want to sell it. Betty says, I want to be a part of that, of course. It's my house, too. So they go back and forth. The prices. She doesn't want to give up the house. Dan wants to sell it. She says, I'm not happy with the price. It's just never going to happen from Betty's side. Dan gets so frustrated. He makes it happen through the court system. He's had loopholes that he can go through. Sells the house behind Betty's back. She's so infuriated with Dan. She gets in her car... And runs into his house. With the kids in the house. Folks. She ramps her car. Into his front door. Because Dan eventually will buy his own house. She hates the house. Of course. Betty hates the house. Hates the neighborhood. Can't believe Dan actually bought that house. Rams right into it. With the kids in the house. Like I said. Not good. The kids are going through this thing. Where Betty is out of it. She's a loon folks. Betty is a loon. I really do hate to say it. This is a woman who went off her nut. It happens. And Dan had a big part in this. I don't think he fully accepted that. I think he knew Betty was off. All through his marriage. He didn't do the right things. He wanted to teach her a lesson. You can't act this way and he would penalize her saying if you keep messing up, I'm going to be taking money away from you every month. He had a set price that he was giving her every month and made, you know, little deductions from time to time, making it more difficult for her, uh, treating her like one of the kids. You know, Dan was known to be strict. That's how he grew up. He was strict with his kids. They fucked up. They felt the wrath he yelled. He even spanked them. Grounded them. Took things away. When you were living in Dan's house, you were going to follow his rules. Betty was more loose about that stuff. She was the fun parent. It usually works that way, folks. You got the strict parent and you have the fun parent. And together, it kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> okay? You kind of need both. And when they split, now they're with the kids anyway... I with the strict parent. And especially the younger kids. The two younger boys. They miss their mom. A lot. They really love their mom. She spoiled them. She let them run around. And have fun. And the boys wanted to be with their mother. And even though. Dan witnesses Betty run into his house with a vehicle. He still allows the kids to see Betty. On a limited basis of course. But he still allows it. He didn't have to. There's restraining orders against Betty at this time. She can't even come within. uh, Like 10 yards of the house. (laughs) She just can't. But she does anyway. She will enter the house. Destroy things in the house. Spray paint. I'm not kidding. And she just. Went and overstepped these boundaries. That she wasn't supposed to. She even smeared. Boston cream pie. All over Dan's bedroom at one point. All when Dan is not there. She enters his house and just messes with his house. Smearing things, setting things on fire, taking a bat to his family room. Dan is... Okay, we have to look at this. Let's really think about this. You have your still wife. They aren't divorced yet. You got your wife coming into your house, destroying things on a regular basis. So every time Dan came home at night, he didn't know what he was walking into. And most of the time, he was walking into a mess. Kids crying, things broken in the house. I mean, not good. He knows he's in for a ride. And Dan, this is where it went wrong for you. And what you did. You didn't give in. And give Betty what she wanted Dan you make millions a year And I know you wanted to teach her a lesson She was acting like a little brat Not getting what she wanted And you you know thinking I'm not going to give her what she wants Dan you should have gave her what she wanted (laughs) (laughs) You know I say that now Because we all know the end product But you should have been a little nicer to Betty But then you think, how can you be nice to somebody destroying your shit? Dan gets an answering machine at one point. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Puts the answering machine down, sets it up. You know, this was big in the 80s, folks. Answering machines were just great. Okay. Hi, you've reached a Tarowski residence. We're not home right now. Leave a message after the beep. Beep. Betty found this to be gold. For her... This was a way to get shit off her chest. She was making a lot of phone calls. And when they didn't answer the phone, (laughs) which was a lot, Betty unleashed her fury on the answering machine. Dropping F-bombs, C-bombs, all sorts of bombs all over the place on the answering machine. So often that Dan had a little mixtape of all Betty's fun shenanigans on tape. Had him transcribed and started penalizing Betty every time she called and, you know, dropped bombs. Uh, Dan would have her sent to jail for a few days. And uh, Betty sort of uh, didn't mind it. That's what she says. Uh, She's a tough cookie, by the way, Betty. She's tough. She was driving everybody insane. Not only Dan, Linda and the kids, of course. But her friends she didn't shut up about dan she didn't shut up about the situation when you saw betty in the 80s she was talking about this every second she could you heard about it and when you're doing that people are they get sick of it real quick it's time to move on danny coming home he's got the kids uh betty do all you can to get yourself back on track It's unfortunate this whole thing happened. But it does happen. And Betty didn't see it that way. She was going to go to the grave. Either Dan or her first. You know. Whatever. That made no sense. Anyway. (laughs) She wasn't going to have it. She couldn't move on. She couldn't. People started to catch on to this. Getting worried. She would go and visit. Not only lawyers. But shrinks. Because of the way she was acting, the courts were saying, you got to talk to somebody. And she did. And in her sessions, she would tell the psychiatrist that she wanted to kill Dan. And because she said this, the psychiatrist had to f- phone call Dan and tell him this. Uh, Betty's saying she wants to kill you, Dan. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> we have to tell you that. They were concerned. Everybody was. I don't think Dan felt that Betty had it in her. She says these things, he says, but she doesn't mean it. I don't think Dan knew how fast the wheels were spinning in Betty's mind, losing grip the way she was of reality. I think Dan felt she was just pissed, (laughs) you know, like super pissed, uh, you know, and eventually she'll get it. I'm not coming home and she'll move on. It may take a while. And this is from Dan. He's thinking it may take a while. But eventually, you know, this will, it'll calm down. Betty's a little nutty. Little nutty. A lot nutty. But he's biding his time. Eventually, the courts will work out their divorce in time. Dan knows what he's doing. Okay. And it'll all eventually calm down. Dan ain't going to calm down. And on one end, you have Linda, the mistress, the other woman, being told by her friends and family, get away from this situation. This isn't good. They see it too. But Linda loves Dan. And she tells Dan, it's me or the highway. (laughs) Okay. You marry me or I'm gone. Make that call. And Dan sort of shuffles his feet about this. He's nervous. So she starts seeing other guys at one point. Linda. Dan's getting real nervous. There's actually a boyfriend of Linda's. That approaches Dan. And says Linda still loves you. Shit or get off the pot. Because she is not treating me well. The boyfriend. he goes, she talks about you all the time. And says that Dan was very cold to him. And basically didn't give a shit. About his situation. But you could tell Dan was still in love with Linda. And from what I heard, Linda actually was seeing somebody and sleeping with somebody weeks before Linda and Dan actually got married. Because they will eventually get married. But it was rocky. I'm not quite sure hmm, how strong Linda and Dan were in their marriage. Um, I think it was stronger than what Betty and Dan had. But, hey... I think Dan's sort of hard to live with. So hey, good luck Linda. The kids didn't like Linda, of course. It's tough too. And uh, I'm sure she got a lot of shit from the kids. Because her mom gave a lot of shit to Linda. Okay, I want to wrap this up. Don't want this to be too long. So basically, folks, you know how it ends. I mean, Dan eventually marries Linda. And this solidifies for Betty that no matter what the chance is. Of Dan coming home. It's now completely over. And this is when she. Decides. The best course of action. Is to win. In her mind. And winning for her. Is to murder her ex-husband. And the cunt. And she does. In cold blood. She made that call. People say she was temporarily insane. Well, I think she was temporarily insane for about, I don't know, eight years. And I want to make this point. In the actors room. Because I've been reading up about this. And it blows my mind. That there are people, a lot of them, that support Betty. And how can you do that? I mean, hey. She even admitted to shooting Dan. And I get that Dan was messing with her in certain ways. He wasn't the best husband, but she wasn't the best wife. And as far as the divorce goes, both of them were doing a lot of wrong things. Both. Okay? Both. It doesn't give her the right to murder. Nothing gives anybody the right to murder. End of story, exclamation point, in bold. And it cracks me up, this victim-blaming thing, right? And those of you who listen to my Chris Watts show in Shanann, I tried not to victim-blame. Even though there was a lot of things Shanann did I didn't approve of, how she raised her kids and how she treated Chris, and she sort of scammed her way through certain situations in her life. But that didn't give Chris the right to murder her and the kids. And I never said that. People think I do. But I don't. I get reamed for it. Weekly. About my Chris Watts shows. Believe me. The way I just ripped Shanann. And I didn't. People think I did. I never did. And no one deserves to be murdered. But. Betty deserved to murder Dan? Are these the same people that are telling me. That I should never say anything wrong about Shanann in the Chris Watts story. I mean, how dare I? I mean, as soon as somebody dies, they're saints. Automatically. No matter what they did in their life. That's, what? What? Some asshole walking around doing assholey things. Okay? Uh, Walks down the street and gets run over by a drunk driver. And now he's a saint and we can't talk anything bad about him? No, no, no. doesn't work that way. That's not reality. I live in reality. I know. It's crazy, right? This crazy thing called reality. I live there. It's cr- my reality anyway. <laughs> you may not agree with my reality, I guess. But that's it. And I wanted to do this show because of that. I find it fascinating. Because I feel like I, I'm not walking around in reality. People uh, supporting Betty for murdering. What? What? I don't know I am I wrong on this is there a right time to kill (sighs) and the death penalty comes up you know if somebody murdered your child your brother your sister your mom your dad murdered them and they're now gone because of the decision someone made to take your loved one's life you would be okay with that right And not having them pay the ultimate price. An eye for an eye. It's so hard to say that. Because most of us don't know what that's like. But when it actually happens, right? And you're faced with that. Someone murdered my daughter. One of my daughters. My wife. Murdered them. Of course, I don't know how that would feel. Because it never happened to me. But, you know, being an actor... My teachers would implant things in our heads, you know, and try to make that real in our heads. Things that happened to me in the past, I can sort of relate, and then use my imagination to imagine what that would be like. Someone dying, and have that go through me, so I have an idea maybe of what it would be like. I can just imagine never, never having the ability. To see one of my kids again. Or my wife. And that I can. I can imagine. And, and, and think about. And, and and how sad that would make me. in knowing that somebody. Took their life. Because they were. Evil. It's hard for me to say. That I wouldn't want them dead. How hard it would be for me. Not to leap out of my house. And. Take care of the things you know I'm passionate My passion will come Through with this and in the actors Room has a lot of passion If you know my show that's me I I, I wear it on my Sleeve now on my show (laughs) Kind of always did And Betty Nothing Nothing Makes it right what she did She murdered Dan And his new wife That's not okay. And nothing Dan did or Linda made it okay for Betty to do that. And I feel that anybody that that thinks that and is okay with that, I think that's wrong. I know, right? Here I am judging people. Shame on me. (laughs) But is that so wrong for me to do that? I don't know. Opinions would be appreciated in the actor's room. Thank you for going on this journey with me. I got a little heated. A oh. little heated about that situation. I knew it would get like that. I got reamed the other day. For one of my shows. I, 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 because I'm judging people sometimes. How dare I judge? So someone was judging me in the comment section. I thought that was uh, brilliant. Very hypocritical. Okay. how dare you judge somebody as i judge you okay i was like okay sure you feel better and i guess i might get reamed for this one down the road may not be as soon as i send out this show um but it may be in the future i'll hear about it how dare you judge betty she went through a lot and she did i can't hey uh betty did but so did dan and the kids those kids went through it folks they get messed up with drugs and sex. And, uh, you know, the the two younger boys, I think they're doing okay. I think they're all doing okay right now. Okay. Um, but they weren't treated very well by their mother near the end when Betty just lost it. I think she was a good mom when things were okay. I don't think things were ever good in the uh, Broderick household. Just weren't. Um... But it seemed to me that Betty was a good mom at that time. I do. Um, the, the marriage, that relationship just broke her. It, it, it can happen. It's, but murder is never the answer. You know, she is a murderer. And she, to this day, to this very second, is not sorry for what she did. She's not. She won in her mind. She did it. She won. She won the war. No more battles. They went back and forth battling. <laughs> okay. Uh, she did it. She walked in there, she did what she had to do in her mind, got rid of Dan and Linda, and she was happy about it. Still is. And during the trial, which was great to watch, I recommend watching the trial on court TV. That trial was fascinating. And Betty sat there like with a grin on her face. hi. <laughs> She was on the stand for hours, telling her story, and she, I no, uh, not all there, not all there. She still isn't. She is a broken soul, so sad. I mean, Dan and the relationship and everything that goes along with the success and you know the money, the houses, vacations. Uh, the way they used the kids against one another I mean it was bad it was oh their divorce thing is legendary in California. Not only the story about what happened but just divorce I guess was it, it, Oprah wanted to have Betty on before she even murdered anybody. Seriously, that's how crazy it was. Crazy and I'm done. I'm done with this story. I'm gonna file this one. Yeah. I crumple it up. I crumple sometimes when I'm sort of real passionate about a story in a show. We were passionate about this one. Part two of Dirty John, the Betty Broderick story in the books, in the actor's room. Hope everybody out there is doing really good. Not just good, but really good. I'm okay. I'm okay. Things are going great with my family. Uh, I'm h- hoping work's going to pick up soon. It's starting to a little bit. It has me a little worried. But, you know, it, we all have that fear, right? COVID isn't going away. We thought it'd be gone by now. Uh, most of us anyway. It's just, it's sticking around. So be safe, be sane, and tune in next week. We're going to do a show I'm kind of scared to do. <laughs> kind uh, <clears> of <throat> actor-slash-director-slash-writer-slash-producer-slash-douchebag is so fascinating. He's a douchebag. He knows he's a douchebag. I really like this guy. It really worries me. I don't... And there's going to be listeners that go, Chef, why do you like this guy? There is something about this guy. His name is Vincent Gallo. One hell... Of a guy. If you know about Vince. And what he does. What he believes in. It's crazy. But interesting. Next week. Vincent Gallo coming at you. We're going to talk about that guy. Do some research. On your own. About Mr. Gallo. You'll be scratching your head. Going oh my god. These people exist on the planet. <laughs> Vince, next week in the actor's room. I'm going to try to reach out to Vince. I'm going to see if I can get in touch with Vince. I've been having a hard time getting in touch with people lately. don't know if it's because of COVID or people are just really weird about talking about certain things. I don't know. But I've recently found it difficult to get in touch with certain people... Maybe Vince will reach out. <laughs> and if he does, I'm going to be a little scared. I like Vince. I do. I respect Vince in a lot of different areas of his life. Because I can't do certain things that these artists do. So I find them fascinating. And I think you will too. Tune in next week. Look up Vince. Okay, if you uh, You might recognize him. He's not mainstream. He's not. Most of you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you look him up, you're going to be like, whoa. Hope everybody out there tunes in. If not, I'll see you in three weeks. Not probably two weeks. (laughs) Go out, watch his show tonight. Okay, put in one of your favorites. Enjoy it. Have a drink. Have two. Be responsible. Be responsible. But have fun right? God bless you. Have a good one.